0: Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 164 Let's start this monkey right My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards Hello listener And to my right, Brett Cropley Good evening
1: viewers John's, uh, as you'll see in the video podcast, very relaxed this very relaxed got his feet up
0: on the desk It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah it's He'll a be feeling throwing, desk of the day. he'll be throwing shoes at Josh any second now <laughs> It's, you know, that's offensive in some countries
2: The most really? offensive
0: <laughs> That's political greatness,
2: gone mad Gone
0: mad <laughs> Gone mad uh, It's a, a huge episode of Box Cutters uh, Not the least of which because We have a wonderful interview with Andy Anderson That
2: we've recorded earlier For your listening pleasure That's why we're wearing different shirts I thought I didn't I did stress that We're wearing different shirts in the Andy Anderson interview Don't get alarmed I took the care to dress the same
0: Uh, It is watched, though. I didn't (laughs) bother because there's no way people can see us. video podcast. There's no video podcast. Now, uh, the thing with Andy Anderson, you might not know his name. If you want to now, put this on pause. Go look at his IMDb list because it is amazing. Basically, he's done everything. Everything you can possibly think of. He is a a, a fantastic, I'm going to say Australian actor. uh, Controversial. I I think we should claim him. We'll give Rusty back. Give yeah. Rusty back, and, we'll and claim, claim Andy, Andy
2: Anderson because he's fantastic. The thing I love most about Andy, though, is the minute anyone sees a picture, they go, "Oh, that guy!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, a so, uh,
0: a fantastic interview coming up. Uh, we've also got some letters to box cutters. We've got some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters'
2: news.
3: And now
1: for the news. The stars of Dexter, Michael C. Hall and Jennifer Carpenter eloped. Oh, really? Over the uh the new year break. Now, talk uh, talk about why it's sick and weird, Brett? <laughs> uh because they're brother and sister. <laughs> Correct. In Dexter. Although, only
2: uh, I know, then they're, they're not really uh, brother
0: and sister, but they grew so
2: up it's, together. It's still heart, a little bit weird. It's heartwarming yet creepy.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. actually when I first uh saw the headline for that article, I wasn't sure if they
0: were talking about the characters <laughs> or the storyline <laughs> or the, yeah. the actual actors. Mm. Yeah, it's just a bit just a little bit freaky. A little bit freaky. Yeah. Uh I uh I've also got uh in in weird uh oh look at people in television news. Uh Lilo Brancato Junior who mm. acted in The Sopranos, people might remember him as Matt Belv Be- oh, I knew I was gonna get this wrong. Bevilacqua. Alright, yeah. Uh, of the famous Bevilacqua murders. Uh Matt Bevilacqua, who he and his uh uh incompetent sidekick uh both tried to shoot chris uh in the street one time and uh and because of that ended up getting whacked
2: that's in real life isn't it that's not the character no that's that's the
0: character oh that's the character in real life though uh lilo brancato jr uh has uh has been acquitted of second degree murder in the death of a police officer but convicted of attempted burglary and is facing up to 15 years in prison Hmm. He. Um, that's not in the TV show, that's in real life. That's in real life. Uh, uh, apparently, he, uh, uh, this is uh, what I read in, in Variety, that uh, he and his accomplice were looking for drugs when they broke into an apartment next door to a police officer's home, and uh, when the police officer went to investigate, they shot him. That's uh, That's what the prosecutor said. Mm-hmm. Anyway, been found. Not guilty of the killing bit, uh, I, I but guilty so of how, the burglary bit. The, I mean, so, the, so it was
2: somebody else that did the killing yeah, so bit. Yes, I'm confused there. by the killing bit, because the officer is presumably still dead. Yes.
1: And they were found guilty of being there, burglarizing the house at the
2: time. When he yes. was coincidentally shot and killed by assailants unknown.
0: Yes, and I don't know what's happened to... Uh, uh, oh, authorities said Armento, that's his uh, incompetent sidekick in real life... Not in the Sopranos. Uh, shot the 28-year-old officer with a 357, 357 Magnum. Right, wow. that's a large ice cream. That's, that's the a- most powerful handgun in the world. Yes, hitting him in the heart. Just no buts about that one. Take it, copper. That's what he said. Uh, the dying officer apparently fired back, wounding both men. And Armento was convicted last year
2: of first degree murder. Again, this is real life, is it? Because this sounds like The Sopranos. <laughs> this is I'm what now I'm getting. at. confused. This is
0: what I'm getting at. What the hell is going on? This is better than Todd Bridges.
2: Well, Lloyd Bridges.
0: And uh, Lloyd Bridges, I don't think ever uh, ever shot someone in a drug
2: deal thing. Allegedly, did
0: Todd Bridges
2: <laughs> do that? He
0: was in jail for a long time. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's. You know what? <laughs> Let me check that. <laughs> <laughs> Is he dead as well? Yeah, it's Earth uh, all over again. I'm not again. saying anything else. I'm not saying anything else about him.
1: The Seven Network has uh, confirmed that Chris Bath will be co-hosting uh, their uh, Sunday night news and current affairs type show with Mike Munro imaginatively titled Sunday Night. <laughs>
2: We've waited when, months for that haven't we sunday that, night
0: when's that going to be on
1: uh when when do they record that <laughs> yeah yeah, when do they record that show <laughs> yeah it's done live on sunday night uh they'll be so so they'll be anchoring the show and uh, there'll also be a revolving door as the Sunday Telegraph puts it of uh additional seven reporters and personalities like Samantha Armitage and Molly Meldrum
2: right. You can just hear the excitement, can't you? Really? If only I had that cricket. It's <laughs> We've got to get that cricket. Hang on, I Seems think it's great. I think I can
0: get it on my phone. <laughs> I think I've got some crickets. Uh, the uh, okay, a comment to IMDb. Uh, it says uh, <laughs> he began to experience turbulent times, which would later lead to drug addiction and trouble with the authorities. Mm-hmm. There would be a pause in his career and his life. For nearly ten years. <laughs>
2: so what happened after that? His life stopped for ten years and then started again as a reanimated co <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he was he was
0: born in nineteen sixty five, but he's only thirty three. That's impressive. I know. <laughs> I know That's uh Todd Bridges for you. It's uh what ever it, happened it, it's to Mr. Drummond, is he still around? Oh. <laughs> uh, you know what, let's let's save that for pork. Okay. I'll do all the
2: research during the uh, Andy us, Anderson give, yeah, interview. Give and us the update at the end of pork. Yeah. We want to know what happened to all the leads. Yeah.
0: Well, I can tell you what happened to Kimberly.
2: Yeah, but don't tell us now.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> uh, how about some more news? Sure. Uh, uh, Channel 9 personality,
1: Roberta Williams' son... Has uh, been arrested in a raid on her home today. Uh, that's not.
0: That's <laughs> not television news. That's no, just. That's it's a crap. nine personality. That's just crap, Melbourne.
2: Okay, I'll let it go. Yeah, just gone. Channel Nine uh, personality in itself is quite alarming, isn't it? It's a phrase. Mm.
0: HBO have uh, picked up more episodes of the Life and Times of Tim, uh, which is good news for me and John. Bad news for Brett. Sorry, I don't Brett. hate it,
2: but I'm not going to put any effort into. It. It sounded a bit like you hated it before when you said, why does this crap get renewed? <laughs> I was fishing. There. But, but, mari- <laughs> but why, why married crap- with children won't come back. Why won't it come why? back? Where's 26 more episodes of Bob Morrison? You were demanding, well, pounding you, on the you table. You guys
1: just hate Kate Seagal, don't you? That's what it is. Uh, yeah, I hate Kate uh, She's turned no. up in, in Eli Stone, which was the point that I was making before off air.
0: I'm uh, I'm quite fond of Katie Sagal.
1: Well, you didn't like her in Sons of Anarchy, and you—that's right, like her I in didn't.
0: Eli Stone, and I didn't. I didn't like her in Sons of Anarchy, but I do like her in Futurama. Hmm. Go figure. Is it just? I also liked her, her, her in uh, Married, with, Married with Children.
1: You don't like her visage.
0: No, I liked her in Married with Children. Mm-hmm. She had a she visage there. She was full of visage. I liked her in Lost. She was in Lost. Yes, yeah, she was in Lost. She, uh, she played a love interest for Locke in one of the flashbacks. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, HBO have also uh, picked up an American version of the UK series, Shameless.
2: I can't see that working, but still. Let's see. Uh, you, yeah, you can't see it working, but let me give you a few more details. Go on. The
0: lead... And this this will this will just nail it for you. The lead is being played by Woody Harrelson. Oh yeah, I'm there now. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally there now. Mm. He's he's kind of wrong. This is. I I went and saw Seven Pounds
1: last night, and he's one of the characters in that. Ah, um, just, that's about twenty bucks Australian, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, hey. <laughs> nice one. Uh, and also uh, the Golden Globes were on. Uh, Today, when we're recording this, they were on uh, Monday morning Australian time. Mm. That's Sunday evening US time. That's uh, some strange time when everybody's asleep in the UK. And,
2: and what did, what did, who won stuff?
0: Well, uh, in, uh, in television drama, the winner was... I'm not even going to bother with the uh, nominees. I'm just going to go through the winners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mad Men won for Best TV Drama. Uh been, which Brett didn't like. Uh, mini-series, motion picture made for television. Any guesses? John, John Adams. Adams. Correct. Television series, comedy or musical? John Adams. No. Hard <laughs> uh, School Musical? No. 30 Rock? Yes. This is a fun game. <laughs> Performance by an actor in a television series. Drama? Gabriel Byrne in, in Treatment. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Uh... Performance by an actress in a television series slash drama. As- Australia's own Anna Paquin. <laughs> really? Yeah. From,
2: from Look There Are Vampires?
0: Yeah, yeah. Look There Are Vampires in True Blood. Oh, oh wow. Vampires and bad storylines. Uh, performance by an actress in a television series, comedy or musical, Tina Fey. Performance by... These are such long titles for mm. the awards. How do they even get them on the little statuette? <laughs> performance by an actor in a television series, comedy or musical... Alec Baldwin with uh, 30 Rock. Uh, performance by an actress in a miniseries. Laura Linney. Uh, performance by an actor in a miniseries. Baldi Paul Giamatti. Performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, miniseries, or motion picture made for television. Tom Wilkinson. <laughs> in John Adams. <laughs> I,
2: you can actually hear Triple R's clock in the background. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> dick. dick.
0: And, uh, performs by an actress in a supporting role in a series, miniseries, and motion picture made for television, Laura Dern in Recount. Recount is a show that we haven't reviewed, I haven't seen, and I desperately want to see because it is about the 2000, oh, the, the 2000 election, Recount. US presidential election. Correct.
2: Oh, Not yeah. our election. Let's give that a go, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Specifically it's, about Florida, it, Only about Florida they're hanging chads. Yes. Hanging chad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great because we actually get to see a lynching with Chad Lowe. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. Anyway, so that's the uh that's the the Golden Globes. Uh good luck to everyone. Uh you all did very well. Uh you should pat yourselves on the back.
2: Uh, for the guessing game there, we could probably just have written that this doubt before the awards happened, could we? That it seems the most <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the most predictable. Yeah. Winners. It it really is. It really uh, is. Uh, uh, Jeremy Piven didn't take it out
1: for Entourage, the uh, best supporting actor.
0: Yeah, because Tom Wilkinson was in John Adams. Mm. Yeah, no, that seems fair. Playing Isaac Newton, or so is my understanding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I liked Jeremy Piven more before he got the hairscrew. Oh, was he Albert Einstein? He some scientist. Albert Einstein, yeah. Uh, you uh, like Jeremy t- Piven playing Albert Einstein in uh, Entourage. Let me get me you. You liked, you liked Jeremy Piven in the Ellen days. I did like him in yeah. the Ellen days. And, and, and now, Cupid. I was quite keen on Cupid. Also, he took his shirt off a lot. Of Cupid. And I'm a shallow man. I so, really <laughs> liked his character in Different Strikes.
3: <laughs> have
1: you got the crickets
0: there? <laughs> <laughs> we have just got the triple I. R don't, clock. I don't. I forgot to set them up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brett, any more news? No, no. I'm, really? I'm tapped. That's yep. the quickest news ever. Yes, and I'm newsless. We could, even, we could even throw a segment in. Hey, let's do that. Uh, maybe we'll do it after, Andy. Okay. And that is the Boxcutters news. Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Gene Padler. You're listening to Boxcutters. Joining us in the Boxcutters studio, we are so, so excited to have as our guest... For this show, you, you know what? You you might not recognise his name, mm-hmm. but if you could see his face, you would recognise him <laughs> that's, uh, instantly. It's unfortunate.
2: <laughs> Weird, radio. That, if you could see
0: his face, <laughs> what? Well, just that's the special <laughs> treat for the video podcast. Finally, finally, you get on that. That's that's what I was leaning towards. <laughs> <George, laughs> and uh, of course, there is none. Uh, you will recognise him from the Sullivans from. The Bob Morrison show. He was uh, the, For the dad
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from Neighbours, Prisoner, Phoenix, uh, Janus. I think he was in. He was in the Flying uh, Doctors, Lisa. That, that was
0: the
3: prequel. Janus. I was in. <laughs> uh, I didn't make it to Janus. Fire, that was when they changed the setting up to Sydney.
0: <laughs> Fire, Heartbreak High, McLeod's Wild daughters. Side. Uh, it's really. He's been. If something has been made in Australia. Or New Zealand at some stage <laughs> oh, I've gone my way into it <laughs> you have, you in have. the last 40 years Andy Anderson has been a part of it andy thank you very much for joining us on box cutters it's a it's a total pleasure thank you for having me
3: i'm i'm so proud to be here
0: now you you are i think one of the Aussieest presences on australian television like when when people and it seems to be a, a thing with australian television that when you want to get a man to play the, a real true blue aussie bloke you get a new zealander
3: you do eh? yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so how, how does that how does that come about because your first role in australia was uh, with the sullivans well as a kiwi producer john barningham
3: was the producer of sullivans and he came across to new zealand i, I was playing in rock and roll bands and uh, hit the wall with the booze and the drugs, and had to get out of the pubs and the clubs and the dives. And I thought I might have a go, at, you know, maybe a bit of acting, a bit of radio, whatever. And I went in for an audition for this thing called Radio Waves, which is a soapy uh, pre WKRP Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And they wanted an Acid Casualty DJ to play it. And I went in and went, hey, baby, what's happening now? And they said, you're hired. And <laughs> I, and and I was in. And I, I, I never really... And John Barningham was coming through auditioning for people to play in Sullivan's that they hadn't seen here and spotted me. I went and did an audition and uh, they said, oh, we'll get back to you. Then I came across that series closed after about 12 months and and they needed the studio for a sports program <laughs> so not many studios in New Zealand and and I came across I, I enjoyed working in TV I'd never done it before and I came across and auditioned and and got the part of Jim Sullivan
2: you make this sound completely effortless was it really that That simple? Or is this your showbiz story version of... Because right now you've got a whole
0: world of actors hating you.
3: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. I mean, you come over and I played in, in bands around Sydney for a while and went for a few auditions, but it was basically from that audition that he did in New Zealand. Oh look! Don't worry. You, you get a bit older, like me now. It's not as simple, and uh, and I know how other actors feel. Some of these older actors, when I was getting everything, every time there was a camera pointed, I seemed to be in front of it, and all these other actors were getting very pissed off. You
2: know? Do you so, find? I was talking about because you, you are you are a quintessential bloke. I mean, you really have done this. You know and and there is a certain I would I would argue a certain Andy Anderson type that that shows up throughout. Yeah, this. Do you still have to audition for things or do people just say, ah, get me Anderson, he'll do?
3: Well, for a while there, I was just getting roles. I mean, I'd go from one, especially because I've got another whole career that's not written there. That's like Marlin Bay and all these other things that went on in New Zealand, Roach and so many. There was a, There was a whole lot of series over there through South Pacific pictures who do that one uh, outrageous fortune now oh, yeah, all of that light and that so i was over there working and coming back so there's sort of a double career because you don't get the new zealand stuff here but you get the aussie stuff there mm-hmm. most of it. so but i was getting hired left right and center you know basically from that for the last 10 years i've auditioned and missed a lot of stuff you know because i'm out of that age bracket now the 30s 20s 30s you know i come in around about 30 and and you know there's a wide range of wide time that i was working but now it's a, I mean, the last role that I got didn't require an audition. They uh, rang up my agent and said, uh, they're looking for a character for All Saints. And he's got a couple of roles. And they said, what is this? And he said, uh, well, it's a, um, it, I said, are they offering or am I, am I, you know, have to audition? No, no, no. They say you'd do fine. And I said, what's the role? And I said, well, it's a, it's a, a fellow with, a, he's had syphilis in the war, in the Vietnam War. He's now brain damaged and he's beating his wife up and he doesn't know he's doing it. I mean, so, uh, Get every the turn the down, <laughs> And so uh, gone are my days now of, you know, having the ladies in the supermarket <laughs> look at
0: me <laughs> <laughs> in any form. They see me and go the other way. Now. Th- That's the guy. Th- this is something <laughs> I, <laughs> I said a while ago on, on the show. One of the great things about All Saints is that uh, the, their regular cast are really strong. Oh, yeah. But every now and then their supporting cast just comes along, the, their guest cast and uh and blows them all out of the water and that episode uh in particular where uh where he reveals to his wife uh that that's what's had to happen there was so much drama and emotion in in that scene when you turn up to a uh to a show like that and you're a guest on the show uh do do the other actors go ah, steady on mate it's our show
3: no oh, there's no, no well no so, some some programs do some you turn up and it's like we've got enough You know, but this one, no. All Saints, no. Neighbours, no. Home and away. And most of the stuff I've done guests on, they've been very, very welcoming. Didn't get any of
1: that from uh, Phelpsy on
3: Stingers? Uh, No, when he was sober, he was great. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know Peter from Fire. You know, we did Fire together. No, he's lovely.
2: (laughs) Peter. I'm just going to get our lawyers on the (laughs) phone. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Black. Um, I I want to ask you, in All Saints, you've actually played two different characters in All Saints um, in 2007 and in 1999. You were in different episodes. And you've played three different characters in a country practice over the course of that run
3: well I don't remember any of them
2: (laughs) (laughs) and Stingers you're in twice playing both Frank Landis and then later Ed Cleaver Um, when when you do Mm. when you do shows like that when when you're playing coming back to play characters again do you kind of have a bit of a panic and how do I make them different like do I wear a funny wig or do a lisp or something or do you just approach it the same way. Never thought of that. <laughs> 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 Should have done that.
3: No, they would have been easy. No, no. Uh, one was a crim. Oh, they were both crims. One was a cr- different sort of characters in in uh, Stingers, definitely. One was like this uh, mad bloody gangster guy, and the other one was a cop that had just sort of gone off the rails. So they were pretty different. So I like don't he, he know, I, it's up to the, do the do viewers to know whether I did a good job or not. But, but
2: I mean, do you, do you ever have a panic then about that? I mean, as an actor, if you're, I was just I wondering, if you're coming back into something only a couple of years after you've been at it before, whether you kind of have that, that concern that people will be still remembering the character you did last oh, time.
3: That they could, I don't know. I, th- I think they were different enough, but they, the producers said that they thought it was long enough between, you know, so that they weren't worried about so I went, well, I won't worry about it. You know your viewers better than I do. Mm-hmm they weren't paying attention in the first one <laughs> I'll slip in and you know, they, they wanted somebody that they thought could do that role and obviously they couldn't find anyone or they'd used too many people or something because they didn't audition for that either that but,
0: was, yeah. but you also appeared uh, in both Hercules and Xena in New Zealand both of them and this this I found quite strange because in Australia I'm used to uh, guest actors having uh, different roles over several years Yeah, but uh, with Hercules and Xena, they're both in the same universe, and uh, you played two different characters in those two. Uh, and in, in the, and the same the, year. In the I same year.
3: This. Yeah, well, one, uh, did you see them? I don't think one of them. He had, you know, eye bulging out. You know, <laughs> and all the stuff on it. I'm going, yeah, I'm a year of going there, and he wouldn't have recognised me. I didn't recognise me. And the other guy was pretty sort of out there. So the, they were two. To- one one so was one was really. Uh, I mean, he talk about syphilis. This guy, he had some sort of ancient syphilis that was beyond anything we could imagine, <laughs> eating up one side of his face, so you couldn't sort of recognise. So I was lucky there.
2: You should have an album called Talk About Syphilis. <laughs> Yeah. We be should
0: do, thank you. You can produce du- duets.
2: Yeah, other people to, yeah oh, you've
3: great.
0: got the idea. You've got the idea. And who would win in a fight between uh, Lucy Lawless and Kevin Sorbo? Oh, Lucy Lawless. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. She's got a fart that just knock you right around. <laughs> <it>, you know?
3: <laughs> he wouldn't have a show. His hair would curl. No, no shit. Uh, yeah, wouldn't she? She's so ballsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's it's... just a wimp compared to. Zena it's funny because I know Lucy quite well she was in a series with me she played my girlfriend in this series called Marlin Bay which is one of those New Zealand ones and there's a thing called Shortland Street and she'd been offered a part in Shortland Street and she'd done a guestie that, that's, did you know how she got into Zena right? no, yeah, no she, she'd been offered a part in Zena and she'd done that and then they were offering a long running part I think it was I'm pretty sure it was Shortland Street and she was saying well you've been in and we were on the exercise bikes together in the gymnasium and she said, <clears throat> you know, I've been offered this one, and what do you think? And, and I said, well, maybe see what's going. You're doing quite well. And a couple of weeks like, later, this woman that was booked to play, Zena, her husband or boyfriend in New York, said, you go there, don't bother coming home. If you go right across the world, don't bother coming So she pulled out, and they went, well, what about Lucy might be able to do it because she did such a get, good guestie, and they basically brought her in, beefed her up, you know, took her through the. And next time I saw her, she was <laughs> she was a Warrior Princess, bashing the hell out of me. Wow! Yeah, that's a so great that gig
2: to just get. Yeah, she just
3: bang, and I mean, she'd probably never work again. I think she's married to the producer or something.
0: Mm-hmm. She's, or something. Uh, she's 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 uh, been on Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Is she on uh, that? Now? Yeah. She's great in that. Action. Yeah. She's she? really, really
2: good. And she's she gets to be Kiwi. She actually well, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's an alien, obviously. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. An alien robot killer. But she's got a Kiwi accent. She's got a Kiwi accent. But she's you know
0: because she's she's lost all of that. Uh, muscle and uh, and they don't shoot her from below to make her look even more towering, but she is so much more frightening in in
2: Battlestar Galactica. She terrifying.
0: Just yeah. fantastic! Oh, she's a scary woman.
2: You <laughs> <laughs> I ask you, Jane Badler was in a couple of weeks ago who who had been in V and she was talking about the difference between doing American uh, TV productions and Australian ones and just the difference in, in budgets and sort of what the actors get given. On, yeah. on Hercules and Xena, what's the what's the role like? From the actor's point of view, like because they look expensive, but they're presumably not. I assume a series. They're
3: no, they no, they put a lot more money into them. Mm-hmm. A lot more. You know, do you, do you get the
2: trailers and all the the hangers on?
3: Ah, uh, yeah. But basically, the ones that I've done. Um, what's it called? Um, uh, the uh, the Rob Low one, um, Salem's Lot. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think that, that was a TV thing. And they had Donald Sutherland and all these people coming in. But basically, you wheeled in. You're just a guestie in a lot of them, and you wheeled in. But you see the money. You see the camera. You know, the whole thing is is much bigger budget than what the Australian ones yeah. are. Zena was the same. It's a lot bigger. But mainly that was in your Kiwi crew, Australasian crew. There's a yeah. few Aussies and stuff in there. But to, you know, to me, watching that and, was it, Nightmares and Dreamscapes? I did a bit in that. with. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I had a really good idea because I worked with Henry Thomas in Nightmares and Dreamscapes. And he was he was a uh, a Texan. I didn't realize the guy from ET. Yeah, I'm so saying oh, yeah. the kid yeah, yeah, from ET. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I played this uh, Texan, you know, old Texan guy. And I'm saying, how's my accent? And he said, it's fine. You're doing all right, you know. And we started talking, and I thought, what about an ET? This because he's this he's this guy now. He's growing up. And what about if ET comes back? And I started, and then I and then I read somewhere that Steven Spielberg doesn't want any. Reruns or anything more. Et stands alone in it, but I had some great ideas to, you know, bring it back. And I'm writing it down, and then then I read. that I went on the website to find if there's anything, and found it. Et will never be touched.
2: Does Henry Thomas get people going? You're a kid from Et. No, he's
3: sort of grown. Have you seen him? He's sort of grown out. I don't think unless you knew, you're going. I've seen this guy somewhere right. before, but you wouldn't actually put it that he's Henry Thomas. Fabulous guy. He's great. <laughs> Very down to earth, but the the money there was was big. The money, the, the 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 budget. You could see that it was on the screen, rather than going and doing something like All Saints or something like that, yeah. so, scrabbling around trying to find so what, money what, what for What was cups your role in tea. that one?
2: What what did you play in the, the Stephen King piece? Stephen, what, what
3: in the in the Salem's Lot, I played a vamp. I got to play a vampire as a bus driver, who. <laughs> Who hated the kids and basically? You How up is
0: that different to a regular bus driver? <laughs> no, I don't know.
3: It's in the tram drivers. You know, well, I based myself on some of them. Yeah. But they did all this stuff. He just said, "Just scream," and so I went, "Ah!" And then they added the teeth in post-production and stuff. But I swear, sort I of got quite scared because <laughs> I've been in everything that's like. Horror things, and the, that's my least favourite genre of all. I don't go and see them. I don't, I've don't. got enough nightmares happening in my head. I don't need to go and see anyone else.
2: I must be I, I was pleased not just to see that you were in Anacondas, um, yeah, you know, the hunt for the blood orchid, but also that you actually include it on your website. You include the scene where you get eaten by a CTI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, spoiler. How would you um, leave that out? <laughs>
3: well,
0: you
2: know, I like that you went. I mean, it's acting in its finest important work.
0: <laughs>
3: get grabbed off the, bitten on the ass by anaconda. You've got to put it on your website. My finest moment. That that was that was amazing too because I got finally got into an American production and that was incredible. You don't mind talking about? It's probably on TV now. Uh, well, if they. I don't know but working on that the people the crew had just come from Lord of the Rings and so I'd, I was watching some of the best because they'd come through three episodes of Lord of the Rings and watching these guys on this boat, I had one day on an American production making really good money. I had one, all my stuff was shot in one day in Fiji. Can't you scatter it over the week or something? (laughs) (laughs) But watching, at least a week, you know, but watching this crew, and they were just on the money the whole time. Anything would happen, bang, they'd be there. We are working on water, which is really hard. And I watched, then I watched uh, like a top, I'm not knocking any of the other crews, but watching the top notch, that's as close as I ever got. Buddy Jackson didn't want any... Locals in his fucking movies, did he? He
2: must be the only Kiwi that <laughs> wasn't in, in Lord
0: of the Rings. Yeah, no, he didn't he? have many Kiwis oh, really? at all. Oh, no. really? Because I, I was in some uh, some ski cabin while they were shooting, and the call just went out We need people <laughs> yeah, to yeah. play orcs! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <they're>, like, <laughs> right. Who wants to play an orc? And I was <laughs> like, I, I want <laughs> I I to be in the film. I want to be in the film, but
2: I also. Have to catch a plane in two days. Fuck <laughs> of plane! What what, what? what do I do? What <laughs> I mean, do I half I do? a flight of the Concords are in that film, you know, yeah, so yeah. that that that,
3: that <laughs> is the thing. They didn't hire any actors. They hired farmers and yeah. you know truck drivers. So the and the military, and, you know, I
2: think, wasn't it? Your army was in the there. Army. <laughs> yeah, what else the, are they the do? Are going to go well,
3: Maybe I could get a truck driving job now because all the <laughs> truck drivers. <are> <laughs> yeah, but it was they left all sorts of people out of that. John Beach, who looked like a king to me, who, and he was in uh, the Great Bookie Robbery. He was the head guy, John Bates. He was in a few things here. And he looks more like a king than anyone. And the next minute, he's standing next to some guy from England who's a good actor. But I went, John Bates, why didn't you use John? So I, I have slight resentment against.
2: I, I against have him. noticed in Australia, every Hollywood film gets Bruce Spence to play third guy from the <laughs> yeah, right. And you're always Bruce. there going, it's, it's Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Spence! It's Bruce Spence! Yeah, he's, yeah. he's magic, isn't he?
0: He's, he? He is so good. I, I remember uh, seeing an episode of Good Guys, Bad Guys. Uh, where he played one of the bad guys. And he was so evil. He had a water pistol full of acid. And, uh, That's good. Yeah. Ooh, what a <laughs> he good was, trick. He was so evil. is fantastic. And I'm going, he's Stork, but he's evil. Yeah, he's evil, evil Stork. An evil <laughs> Stork. Uh, I, you brought up uh, the, the bookie robbery. And uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about... What was a tradition and now doesn't seem to exist anymore of uh, the the big event Australian miniseries. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. we were doing the dismissal a, a few weeks ago, and you were in uh, you were in a, a couple. You were in robbery under arms, and you were in. They called it uh, underarms robbery because it was very, very
3: hot over there in South Australia, and they called it underarms. Underarms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did that,
0: and uh, and also the, the great bookie robbery at at the time. Uh, was there this, uh, this sense of, well, this is where television is going and this is, uh, the, this is big television?
3: Well, it felt like it, didn't it? You know, it, it, then it did. It felt like this was the way that it was going to go. And they're doing, they'd already done that um, the police one. I forget Blue Murder, No, before that. The, the, oh. And all of the, Tony Barry and Bill Hunter and all of them were Dennis Miller. Oh, the Sydney criminal one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there
0: was, oh, Blue, was... Blue, no, Blue Murder. Wasn't It was, 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 Sid- was Sydney criminals, but. This uh, is earlier than that. This is the corrupt scales one. of justice?
3: Scales yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that had already come through, and we'd done, you know, Man from Snow River and all But th- these ones seem to have some grunt, and just seeing lately, you know, with the underbelly, watching some of that, you're going, there's a wealth of stories still to be told, but they tend to make it go the 13 eps or whatever mm-hmm. it's going to normally go because I've it's, got I've I've written a script now and I've got like three or four reps and it's not going to go to 13 it I mean unless you really pad it yep. but there they just got the story and wrote the story and bang and out it came but now they seem to want that uh you know, like the the Sopranos has that whole season, and they seem to want the whole season, yeah. which could preclude a lot of good stories.
0: Well, we we were uh, playing the uh, dismissal off against John Adams, which uh, just you know, have you seen it? Yeah. It's it's extraordinary. And those the, one of the great things about John Adams was the the episodes are all different times. It, it's all they they wrote to what the story of the episode was, not writing to time yeah. necessarily. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and also seven episodes. Who does seven episodes of yeah, anything? It was
2: a weird kind of. Uh, but obviously, that's what they thought they needed to tell the story. So they they did it that way. Yeah.
0: Do you see that? Do you see that happening in, in Australian television? Do you think I'd it's la- going to go that way? I'd love it to happen that way.
3: You know, because my one, I'm going. That is really. And look, I'm just. I've just written this this thing called If I'd Known I'd Live This Long and I'd have Taken Better Care of Myself, this this big thing sort of about rock and roll and, you know, drunkenness and all that. And, and it, it, some of the episodes, you go, that is the episode. And it does go for longer than your normal 48 minutes. It mm. does go for And others, you go, no, it only needs that. That's it. It goes to there. And I suppose they do want it. You know, uh, they do want it to set times for commercial TV. But I'd love to see it happen like that. And I think things like uh, Sopranos and what's that one with the... the, the the guy's off his head drunk all the time and, and got the fam, the mad family, which called? Uh, ABS SBS thing. Oh, you're uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like, out of the way. You know? uh, Shameless. Shameless, Shameless oh. you know, stuff like that. It, it, it's opened up an outrageous fortune. It's opened mm-hmm. up another whole ball game so that you don't have to stay with cops, bloody, you know, doctors and nurses. You can get, you can widen it out into another area. I mean, I thought Damien Walsh, Howie? Howie, that performance that he did in, and, and underbelly was i work with him doing on halifax with him you know mm-hmm. yeah. and i didn't know that was there because you get stuck in i've gone into a totally different subject now i, I didn't know that was there he was just stunning i was watching this is just the one of the it's just a brilliant criminal portrayal i thought he was just stunning
2: I wanted to ask you about. uh, It's funny. Did I get into
3: that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we went over there.
2: With the one exception of underbelly. I mean, this year people talked about how, well, two thousand eight, how great it was for Australian television, and yet I was, I found it to be just, yeah, we're making more of the same stuff we've always made. I look at New Zealand, and New Zealand television strikes me as being so much more interesting and more creative than what we do here. With things like, yeah, last few like Madaku and Outrageous Fortune and um, Beginner's Guide to was it Beginner's Guide to. Sex. As, it was a sort of three-part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch foreign television, John, <laughs> so it, it seems subtitles. It seems New Zealand's really taken off um, in the last few years, particularly with making television, which we don't get to see here for some reason. D- is that true? Do you get the feeling that things are now happening in, in Kiwiland a lot more than...
3: I haven't been there, but watching Outrageous Fortune, mm-hmm. that... that took a take it went over in this area here and you're going where's this going it was a totally different take and i thought it was like shameless had a similar sort of, i don't know whether who came first but that's sort of like the westies type mm-hmm. you know is the is there a viewing audience for that but outrageous fortune gone through the roof and they seem to do it like some of the stuff that i did over there uh Marlin Bay was one, in, you know when they had it was like a, a different type of series—a casino. Alona Rogers, who I did Sullivan's with and stuff, she was the boss of a casino that moved into this country place in New Zealand, you know, like a up north, you know. And, and they'd moved in, and now they're, they're they're using using the locals to come and help them. You know, like I had a tour bus that I'd take people out, and I'd take them on helicopters and boats. And that. But that was a different one, you know, seeing the city, you know, the big mm-hmm. the big uh, sort of conglomerate thing how it affects a country town and that went gangbusters over there
2: it seems new zealand stuff it tends to be a little bit um a little bit weirder i think than ours and a little bit more introspective and i think well, both of those make for more interesting well, television we than yet have, other family drama yeah. we only have three shows that are non soap opera shows in, in australia
0: there there's a, a cop drama there's a medical drama or there's city people move to the country yeah that's all we seem to have I, in well, Australia. There. And, and there are so many more stories to tell.
2: Because uh, Mataku, I think Mataku. I apologise if I'm mispronouncing that, was this New Zealand, it was kind of like a Maori Twilight Zone series in which every yeah, episode, seen terrible it. things would happen. It was well, great. Well, was, Matikou,
3: was, yeah, that, that does mean, doesn't it? This yeah, yeah it was like a taboo. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, every episode, someone would do something that was taboo and then get punished horribly.
3: Well, they did, one, <laughs> they did a series over there called Gloss, which was um, about the fashion industry just about a fashion magazine called gloss and they had all the pretty people in the eighties, you know, all these pretty people coming. Kevin Smith was in there who died, you know, the, Recently. He was so
2: pretty. He was. He, he was, was so gorgeous pretty. man. He was
3: lovely, and he was in Marlin Bay and a few other things. But they held that it was on a, on a fashion magazine that went for about five, se- four or five series. Lisa Lisa Chapel that was that was doing Macleod's daughters was on mm. it. She was like the darling of the thing. You know that most of the Kiwi actors that are over here now started <laughs> off and things like that. But that was a fashion magazine. Then they'd have something to, like I played with John Bates in this thing with uh, Marshall Napier and a whole lot of different people, and it was about truck drivers. You know the two one uh, takes the big trucks out onto the main road and the other guy works around town he's a ladies man, you know, the normal sort of you know wanker guy that I usually get to play with, <laughs> this dickhead, you know, but that was an original, like, truck drivers and stuff like that do you so ever, they do they do reach out and have a go Do you, you ever know? think
2: about going back? I mean, is there enough of an industry in New Zealand oh, for you yeah. to consider it?
3: Well, I, I think, you know for me, at the moment um, the reason why I was going to go back is my mum's 93, you know, and I was thinking well, go back there and then i I scored this Billy Elliot thing, and, and I talked to Mum, and we decided to stay. So I can work on either side. If they really want you, I'm, I'm in a position where if they want you, they want you. If they don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they need some old wanker, <laughs> dickhead, <laughs> then they get me. You know? But uh, I, I'll, I'll, I have worked, like I say, on both sides, so it's, it's just a matter of, of whether they want you at the time. So if I'm there, I can, I can still work. I won't get anything from Peter Jackson now because I've just bucketed him on, on he uh, national listen. radio. He doesn't listen. He, he doesn't, doesn't listen. To he this? Doesn't
0: oh, listen good. To, uh, it's fine. <laughs>
3: We're We're why, about would, why, wouldn't he, why wouldn't he listen
0: to this? this b- because he, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's all about film, and he doesn't really care. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. really <laughs> respect television. He's, I don't think. He's left people. Peter Jackson. He's left people. Yeah, he he's just yeah. He's, he's uh, up himself. I don't like him. It's too big now. Too big. Ah, so you, uh, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Peter Jackson bashing hour. <laughs> people have been let down and not been allowed to play orcs by Peter Jackson. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, you said that you're, you're writing your own, uh, your own shows. Is it uh, easier to get a, a look in when, uh, when you're writing, if you've been an actor and you know all the people in there? And
3: uh, well, is, yeah, some, some of them feel, uh, I know there's a big... Um, he's an actor. Oh, and he wants to write. Next, he'll want to direct. You know, there's that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. We already feel that way about yeah. Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You've got, you've nailed it. i have just <laughs> stepped into my own track. <laughs> but it, it is that. Um, I know he did some all Saints, didn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he did. Scary. But before but before he did that, yeah, he wrote straight. a letter to the Green Guide in Melbourne uh, talking about how he's also a writer uh, as as well as an actor, right. but aren't actors great? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and cops a lot of flack for that. Yeah, yeah. on, oh, okay. I won't speakers, go there.
1: saying that, that in through the, uh, the the process of shooting that the actors were actually coming up with lines so they should be getting a script credit. Oh, yeah. oh!
3: Well, well it I'm it with well Peter, Peter there. It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I wrote uh, three of the episodes of the Marlin Bay thing that were on it. So I had the ideas and I put them forward, and I went, "Oh, go for it." But it's—I think over there also it's a bit easier. And I wrote this; it was a film, and then I was trying to get it up, and we almost got it there and almost made it, and then they changed—you know—the funding bodies, and you know, and and it was basically watching some of these new serials. Like, I'd never watched. Um, uh, sopranos and what's that that western thing deadwood deadwood never watched something you can you can make a series out of anything and i saw that um shameless as well and i went this one my I, i thought my one had more legs than that you know it was a like a rock and roll musician basically i was heading out to do heartbreak high i was playing an alcoholic sports as usual oh, an alcoholic I, I think, sports uh, I think you taught me it.
0: <laughs> it was there yeah. it was you
3: because yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that immortal line nothing is more important than football that was to you wasn't
0: it that was well you know what it's, I, I don't know for me I was drunk at the time as well and, and okay, all my sports well, teachers
3: <laughs> were drunk and... yes well I was I was a trainer and I was, I was out there and that was one of my lines and I could have sworn I said it to you no, <laughs> it, <couldn't> wasn't, be... <laughs> it, no, no it wasn't but anyway it wasn't I, me. Uh, I, I, uh, I was I was drunk. Driving out to heartbreak high to do this yep. line and it was my best line for that. But I was driving there and there was an old drunk standing on the side of the road, serenading the traffic. And like this is like like eight thirty with full traffic and people are pulling up at the lights. He was at the lights and Ever in a way and he's zeroing in and people are pulling up, going, Please don't come to me, don't come to me and I was just looking at this guy and I went, What if that was Billy Thorpe? What if that was you know, some guy that had been a big star, like Stevie Wright. He had probably this, was, the, pretty probably, <laughs> No wonder he died. And, and and I and I started putting this stuff together, just going, you know, he's caught, there's this rock and roll guy, and then he comes back, and his his son and daughter now got their own band going. He's pissed everybody off. He's used everybody that he'd ever used. The band doesn't want to talk to him, but they're thinking about some sort of, ref, you know, that, because that. Long way to the top. If you want yeah, all yeah. these bands, and everyone goes, I'll never play with him again. They go, there's money. Goes, oh well, maybe we could do a little. You know, getting a band back together, and it's sort of got all these elements going on. And I thought, well, what a what a what a great movie. And did, then uh, then I thought, do TV with that's a great, great see, series. Yeah, I think
2: they're big. Oh, did, oh, did you see, see recently the uh,
3: producers? Listen to me, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the uh, the Angels documentary. Uh, no way. Get fuck fuck off.
3: No, no, uh, is that coming out? Uh,
0: no, it was on. Uh, it, was it was on, on SBS. SBS. Ago. Yeah, oh, a couple of months ago, and uh, and it, it was it was about the reunion tour of uh, you know Doc Neeson had the Doc Neeson Angels and the others had yeah. the original Angels and then they came back together to be the Angels Doc again. Doc
2: Neeson's original Angels, yes, <laughs> on, on
0: stage, and it was. Uh, a, an extraordinary documentary of people who have worked together for so long, never really liked each other, did something amazing, yeah. and people rely on it. Yeah. But that that whole thing of uh, if you're in Australia or in New Zealand and you know, and your surname isn't Finn uh, <laughs> or Hunter, yeah, yeah you, you could have had you could have had a really long career, yeah, yeah. but still not really have made all that much money.
3: Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, they're creaming it now, aren't they? I mean, they were on the road for about three months. The right, Angels, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: They were, the, uh, the Countdown Tour had had a, a selection of 80s uh, they, they bands did, playing. Yeah. Well, and they, they've uh, done two or three of those.
3: Yeah, well, let's see, that. I, I I was talking to Doc. And I, Doc and I were talking, you know. <laughs> and I was talking to Doc about it, and he was going, no, he's doing his own thing. And he had two albums. He released two albums. One of them he, he sort of farted around, and then he did another one. And I played in my album. We were talking about, you know, just old farts because i was in the missing links i mean this goes back to 1964
0: 63 64 the and missing you would have been links. like three or four yeah i was, then. I was just yeah. a baby just a baby yeah <laughs> yeah but
3: but that that whole thing of bringing a band back together with all of that baggage that comes with that it's like bringing a divorced couple back together only there's five or six of you all with their own grievances you know but but the people go we want to see the angels Doc's mob's not doing any good. The Brewster's mob's not doing any good. We basically have to talk. You know, and they talked and they've got to... Apparently it's going really
0: well. Yeah, and, uh, and more power to them. But, uh, <laughs> you know... Yeah, more money to them. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I was looking at that and, and uh, when you were talking about the show that you're writing, that just sounds like such a, an Australian tale that we've, uh, we've seen, uh, we know is a huge part of Australia and our history and our rock history. But uh, is it something that the networks would uh, would go... Because it's not a cop drama, it's not a medical drama, and it's, it's not, not people from the city no, moving, moving to the, to the country. The country. No.
3: Well, John, John Bannis did an edit on it. Right. Uh, who's doing, uh, he's writing just about all of ho- City Homicide. So he's flat out, he can't... So he's in there, but he's just flat out doing City Homicide. And we're trying to, I'm trying to think of who to go to. When it comes to writing, I can do it. When it comes to you know, getting out and uh, doing the pitch... I, I, I'm not good at that. You well, know, so, uh, you know.
1: I mean one of the one of the most successful uh, series that started last year is is not uh, down of those parts, which is uh, the the Pact of the Rafters, and also has yes. has a bit of a musical element that's, in that's
2: it. That's kind of a, I would say it's a soap though. I would say Pact of the Rafters is is a high gloss soap. You know, I think it, it still fits mm-hmm. in into the soap opera yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. That, that's kind of a family that hasn't moved to the country, isn't it? That's what, that's what yeah, that's about. Yeah. I wish they'd moved to the yeah, country. Yeah, might <laughs> have moved to the country but didn't.
3: Don't <laughs> Why don't really they mean. go to the bloody country? <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at that and went, well, that's amazing that something like that can still click in because it seems like... Y- See so to me though,
2: this is this whole because the New Zealand equivalent of Pack to the Rafters is is um, unfortunately outrageous fortune. Is outrageous fortune. <laughs> yeah. And this thing is going so yes, if they were a crime family, I would be more interested. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like you know that, that to me is the difference between what Australia and New Zealand television does at the moment. We do Pack to the Rafters and New Zealand does outrageous fortune. And I think it's the same show, but one's a lot more interesting than the other, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah.
3: And with with that though, I, I Sort of look at you've got underbelly as well as other things coming through that, that people have done that, that's, that's been done here. I don't, yeah. Underbelly I,
2: seems a weird rarity. I, I heard a story and I'm throwing this in here. We might need to edit it out after I've finished it. Um, I was told the other day that apparently underbelly actually got left alone. Because Channel 9 was so obsessed with getting Canal Road right. They took their eye off the wall. Seriously. Really, and it was a success. They, they kept going, oh, no, no, we need to do this. Oh, no, no, we need more of that again. Oh, no, we'll t- take out the, the mystery crime drama. And put it back in. Uh, and a, yeah, and yeah. I got kind of told apparently Canal Road was so kind of constantly being managed because they thought that was a huge hit. They actually didn't pay much attention to Underbelly at all. And head. because Underbelly was allowed to just do oh. their own thing and follow their own, you d- know. D- yeah, do, you think do you think they've learnt their lesson? No, no. No, <laughs> no well, see, it's, it's weird because we did
3: the Bob Morrison, and that, that was another one where, oh, the dog's really cute, and the writers had sort of done it. You know, like a, up, a, a dog with a, f- a family with a dog that talks, and they went, no, let's make it about the dog with the family. And eventually, you run out of stories for a dog. You've done the Faceman, you've done the the dog and the cat, they've done mm-hmm. the, you know, you've done, and you've sort of run out.
2: Bob yeah, Morrison, uh, though, had a far more episodes than I thought possible. How many, how many did you do in the end? It was like two. 26. Years. Episodes was it? of the Bob Morrison show. Oh. Oh. Do you remember?
3: No, no, I re- remember <laughs> most of them. It was the, playing the dickhead uh, father role in that one.
0: This is <laughs> this. This might have to go into a do- double interview. But <laughs> <laughs> the dickhead father as uh, as an Australian character. We see that a lot and uh I find it really offensive. Yeah. W- when you have to play a dickhead father, the dumb father, just, you know, the the sort of father that people go, oh, stupid dad. H- how do you f- feel about that? Oh, uh, you know. Well, I've played a
3: few of them, mm. you know, a few of those sort of Yeah, it, it is hard because I used to watch um it's not just dickhead fathers, it's basically dickhead older people too so mm. i've got an ages and a, and a sexist would you call it yeah, thing where so. you go you know like i, I watched john wood in blue Healers and he's you know cop been around for years and all he basically did was go the young ones go i've got an idea we're gonna go with that the brand new cop rookie bum and they solve all the crimes and he's there going if i catch you doing that again i'll you know and he's always coming over as the dickhead mm. like someone with no brains at all and i'm going use i always thought use him he's such a fine actor and but he seemed to be caught in that one where you get caught in the youth market thing that's probably channel seven's another channel i'll never work on again (laughs) um you know but i can i can pull that back (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean i I found that and i find that thing of you've got to be an idiot to make people laugh
0: that's another reason i think all saints is doing so well at the moment and is is so strong uh, is you've got people who are just acting like people. You've mm. got John Howard in there as you know he's, a, he's such a fantastic actor, and John Waters, and uh, sure, yeah. and they just and and they are doing great work, and they're mm. not idiot. Mm. Grown ups—they're not idiot older people. Yeah. They're uh, older people who have experience, who have something to, to teach, and they're also older people who are willing to learn from you know from their younger uh, counterparts. And they're great characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to have someone that—I that,
3: mean—that's what John was reduced to. I thought, and I'm going, yeah, make him like like he's perfect case in point. Even when he's he's the lead in it, he gave me a lot of room to to move john howard john howard a lot of room to move and was there and was on i mean one and one of them i ended up going the blub totally you know cause i thought of my father because he died of alzheimer's and i was thinking of dad and i got caught in that thing where he just terrified and i and i ended up in tears and he john basically says oh jesus you know he, he, you know, like, he did what his character would do, was go, oh, we're going to blah, yeah, blah, okay, you know, we'll sort it out, you sort it out. And it was beautiful, because we yeah. didn't know I was going to go there. I didn't know I was going to go there. Then they went, oh, that worked well, let's do it again. Let's go for close-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, if I'd known that, if I'd known that, I would Save it for, for the close-up. Close so I don't know what ended up on screen because I haven't, haven't seen it. But I just when I was watching him, you know, when I watched his reaction, I went, that was perfect. And he was there with me the whole time doing it and not taking away from anything that was going to happen. When I did uh, the neighbours playing the, what's, I always get recognised for neighbours. It's really weird, and they think Cause, I'm cause Shane
0: because you're, you're a mangle.
3: <laughs> no,
2: you were Scully, were you? Scully. A Scully, a Scully. I was the
3: brother for Scully, and i am never know. They go, you were on Neighbours, because people, uh, even we're on fire when we're on fire. When we were doing the series <laughs> Fire, Shane and I used to get confused with one another. I don't know why, because we don't really, when, you, when we sit together, we don't get confused, because they can see you us. But when, there's, when we're apart, he goes, you were on this one, and you know, on you're on Neighbours. And I'm going, well, I was, but I don't think you're the i'm the guy you think i am <laughs> you know because i played mick the other brother you know that, that came to town and pretended that he was doing fine you know and he's left home he's got and basically oh, you're the black sheep brother you're the black sheep brother and uh and you go the blub there you're not allowed to go uh, did you know that males aren't allowed to cry on neighbors no no <laughs> There you go what,
2: what, What's the rule Well for, I, I, you know? Cause
3: I he, It's just an Australian it, <laughs> 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 you got to be You can be a dickhead You can't let her cry you can't go to the blub. But he, he was Basically come down From the country And uh, was putting A story out like You know I'm doing Really well I'm going And he, he was He was finished He was full of depression And, and he'd lost everything And he's wondering What's going to become of And finally he tells what was his name? It wasn't Mick. My character was Mick. You were, you were Mick. I can't no, remember it. the other Scully. What the other Scully? Anyway, he was my brother. And I'm telling him about, you know, really, I am a mess and everything. I, 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 I can't do it. I don't even, I've lost all my confidence. And basically that thing that men go through when they reach a certain, some men go through, reach a certain age and there's no room for them anymore. And I went the blubber and they went, oh, cut. Um, we don't cry. <laughs> I've got Okay, what do I do? Okay, I'll go just to there. You know, it was, really, know, it's, it's it was a really, really strange. It's like working I didn't at chaos. Realize, maybe it's changed now. Maybe, maybe
2: they keep crying for very special episodes. Maybe, you know, it's like, <laughs> this week. This week, <laughs> he cries. It's like weddings. Yeah, yeah, yes.
3: You know. Anyway, we don't need to go there.
2: <laughs> Andy Anderson,
0: thank you so much for joining us on Box Cutters yeah. it's, it's been a world of stories And I, I really think we've only touched on about half of it We have, we'd like to touch you again <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: open, I'm open for being touched
0: uh, if, uh, if people are interested They can see you in uh, Billy Elliot uh, Currently in Melbourne
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, we're here for six months And I whack a lot of kids So if you don't like the kids <laughs> Put a special order and I'll whack them next time <laughs> With my boxing gloves
0: Thanks so much for, for joining us on Box Cutters. It's been uh, extraordinary. It's
3: been a total pleasure yabbering on about me. I'm
0: postman. I have a letter. You read it? You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm, I'm just the postman. The postman. The
3: postman. The postman.
0: That's the crickets for you,
2: Brett.
0: <laughs> just no, some crickets for you. They were late.
2: You. Damn those just, crickets. I, well, you know what? They have to wait for the right 40 minutes. <laughs>
0: the right weather and, and stuff. It's and they can't just,
2: hit the doorbell to be let in and they have to wait for someone to buzz them through. Oh, maybe. they can.
0: They can hit the doorbell to be let in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. that'll be the crickets. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Josh, spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a thing that makes the doorbell and cricket movies. <laughs> come doesn't. in.
0: Oh, letters to box cutters. Oh, those crickets have brought us the mail.
2: <laughs> they must have been the mail crickets. Oh, uh, John, you've got uh, a, a lengthy one. Uh, yeah, look, I've, I've just printed some of this stuff off from, from the blog, for those of you who don't go to the blog. And why not go to the blog? You can actually leave comments now without having to log in and stuff. It's much easier than it used to be. Yeah, it it really is. We we had a, a lot of comments about the Bechtel test or Bechtel test, as we rather incorrectly referred to it continuously I had, I, last week. I, I,
1: I did have a feeling last we, week that we that knew wasn't it could right. have gone either way. I think you, I did m-
0: say at one point. Yeah. I think it's Bechtel. Uh, oh, oh, di, did you? Mm-hmm. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've been did corrected. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Bechtel.
2: Mm-hmm. The Bechdel test You're such an, t- an apologist for mispronunciation. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick reminder, the Bechdel Test is a way of, um, it's more a, a sort of thought exercise to, to show up the sexism inherent in many artistic forms. To pass the Bechdel Test, a uh, show must uh, A, have at least two characters in it, who B, talk to each other about C, something other than man. I find that a lot of paintings fail the Bechdel Test. Do they? Yes. Do they? Right. Mm. Yes, a lot of musical yes. hold, I think, fails the... Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, we had a lot of really great responses to this. Um, it's quite a lengthy one from Stacey, which you can read the whole thing on the blog, but um, I thought I'd just read out a little bit of it. So yeah. I'm assuming the Bechdel test is generally meant to refer to live-action shows with adult women, but if you expand the criteria to include shows involving children and teenagers, and also to include animated shows... I don't know if that's legal. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, we're saying in in Japan, where it is. Right. Um, I can immediately think of about 100 shows that easily qualify, and most of them are anime. Even though many anime shows have ludicrously sexist scenarios, there are still way more anime shows where the cast is predominantly female and full of smart, competent, confident female characters. One particular favourite, Azamanga Dio, is an anime comedy TV show about six high school girls who do not once talk about boys or boyfriends during the entire show. Also the most powerful, emotionally devastating and dramatically engaging relationship amongst two women I've seen recently was in another anime TV show called Figure 17, which is about a 10-year-old girl and her AI memetic liquid metal super-powered alien twin sister, who literally joined together with a human analogue to fight monsters in the quiet countryside of rural Hokkaido. No joke. The earnest raw emotion drive for that scenario was incredible. I so want to see that show. Oh,
0: I desperately want to see that show. But I think we should get Alison Beckdel on the on the phone, and uh, and find out if if two a, a women a ten
2: year old girl and I am a magic liquid metal superpowered alien twin sister. Yeah, if
0: that counts as two women,
2: <laughs> or whether there's a whole other test she has involving. Yeah. Liquid metals in the power. <laughs> day um, the worst, which is another good one for passing the test, is there are roughly 14 regular characters, all female. It is set in a girls' school. But again, that's a show for eight-year-olds, so it hardly meets the standards Bechtel was aiming for. It's a sad comment on the state of roles for women that the best female characters uh, get to be um, have complex relationships with other characters have to be either immature or animated. Um, so, that, it, it, you read the whole thing from Stacey, it's great. And then down the bottom, of this bit, and you write the L word, L word does not pass the test. Fuck that show. I've seen more realistic and complex lesbian relationships in porn films aimed at straight guys.
0: <laughs> mm. Now, I, I,
1: I, I'm not sure, John, if you, uh, you were aware of this website that actually goes through and, and uh, studies films and, and puts a, a rating up uh, for them as oh, no. to whether or not they pass. Beckdale.com. Nullium.net. That's N-U-L-L-I-U-M dot net um, and uh,
2: that kind of has a lists uh, listing by years that uh, the films that are released. Because it, it was originally, yeah, in, in in the comic strip, it was talking about films originally. But it is interesting because also someone else asked. In, I think it was Stacey saying in the TV shows, how how many scenes do women have to have to count? You know, whether or not it passes the test or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, we also eight. I eight, think. is eight, eight the answer? Eight. eight. We also had some other ones. Do you want to read a bit more? Yes, then? yes. We we had an email.
0: Uh, not not an email. What's that other thing? SMS? On the phones. Yeah, them. <laughs> uh, from... <laughs> the Butt Doctor SMS. The Butt Doctor SMS. Uh, from... Uh, Paddy Red, who says, Memo to all Lost fans. Watch the internet. I have a feeling... The premiere is going to get leaked. Have you come across anything yet, Josh? You're the uh, resident Lost obsessive? I have not, but I don't really look for anything online about Lost because everything's a spoiler to me. What? The show's called Lost. Spoiler.
2: (laughs) (laughs) In fact, actually watching the show is a spoiler to you, isn't it, Brett? Josh, do you feel like watching the show just gives away what's happening in the show?
0: Sometimes it does, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it does. I go...
2: Oh, I didn't want to say that. I I didn't know it was coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dan Bow left a a comment. Uh, Oddly, according... We talked last week about Swingtown. says, oddly, according to Amazon.com, the first episode of Swingtown is frequently brought together with The Dark Knight and Wally. Please, God, someone tell me there is a link there that doesn't creep me the hell out. Thanks, Dan.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Lovely. Uh, that's, uh, That's letters to box cutters.
0: If you want to send us an email, you can hooray, at boxcutters net, or send us a text zero four five eight cutter. That's C U double T E R, or zero five five some numbers stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, you can leave uh, messages on the on the blog, and uh, if if we find them interesting enough, we'll. Uh, We'll read them out on air. The uh, the other thing about the blog that I need to let people know is that we've opened up the comments. As John said, uh, you don't even have to log in anymore. You can just go and write one if you want. But we've also added uh, we've added discuss as our. Uh, comment engine, mm-hmm. which means that if you're a member of uh, Discuss, if you've got a login for Discuss, uh, you can leave a comment on our blog and it goes into your collection of comments on other people's blogs as well. Uh, it's, Are people collecting my comments? Uh, no, you're collecting your comments. Okay. Well, you're not because you don't have a Discuss account. Can, but I, but can, I, is, can I collect yeah, Brett's cause, comments? Because
2: I've got a
1: Discuss account. So can yeah. I collect Brett's? I signed no. up for a Discuss account. To, this week. So oh, I oh. could post on the...
0: So, I can, yeah, yeah. so, so you now, now I it. can collect Brett's. No, no, you can't collect Brett's. Because I want to collect them. I'm you, can get set. A, you can get an RSS feed of just all of Brett's comments mm. all over the internet. Can I frame them? If you want. Okay. The other thing we've added uh, just uh, today when we're recording this uh, is Facebook Connect. So if, you, if you're in Facebook and you've got a Facebook ID and you want your comment to be posted up on your wall... Is that how, how it works? I think so. I think so. Mike mm-hmm. Beckham sent, sent me a, a comment saying that's how it works. Not entirely sure. Haven't seen the evidence of it myself. But all the kids are talking about it. <laughs> so there are lots of ways that you can leave comments on the blog. That's at boxcutters.net. Uh, and that's letters to boxcutters for another week.
3: Hey, um, when I cast my pod,
1: it's with the Box Cutters in mind. Box Cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork
0: is on the table. I think Jess Maguire's here. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, with a a pet duck. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so the challenge was to find out what's happened to all the main cast of
2: Different Strokes. Uh, It's not really a challenge, is it, if you have a laptop and Wikipedia? (laughs) Not a challenge.
0: (laughs) Not a challenge at all. Brett, you wanted to know about Mr Drummond? Yes. Uh... Just uh, a lot of stuff. He's he's done a lot of work. He's not uh, dead? He's not dead. Not been touched uh, by tragedy? He uh, he reappeared as Mr Drummond on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 1996. Really? It's a little bit tragic.
1: That's a bit weird. Yeah. Uh,
0: and he's uh, had a stage role in Ancestral Voices in 2000, uh, but is now screenwriting and in comfortable retirement. Not in any drug deals gone bad. Good for him. It's... Uh, Conrad Bain played Mr. Drummond. hmm Gary Coleman, of course, uh makes a, a lot of uh a lot of appearances as cameos on a lot of other shows. Uh
2: and Is it? Yeah. Talking about how he's now a security guard and doesn't act anymore. Be- beyond yeah. the local news in LA.
0: Yeah, it's lo- lots of stuff. Uh he uh he appeared in nineteen eighty seven on uh Geraldo uh and also in nineteen, sorry, in nineteen ninety three, on Heraldo, announcing that he tried to commit suicide by taking sleep sleeping pills twice. Uh, and uh, other than that, they say he's uh, worked as a security guard. He's been portrayed by Dave Chappelle, uh, and uh, you know nothing other than all the assault charges that uh, we've read about in the past few years. That's mm-hmm. Gary Coleman, angry, angry little man, four foot eight. <laughs> four foot eight.
2: That's about $20 in Australia. (laughs) It it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything.
0: The uh, uh, Dana Plato, uh, of course, tragically died of a drug overdose in 1999. She took uh, she was arrested before that for forging a prescription for Valium. She was also arrested for robbing a video store, uh, and uh, it was thought that it was an accidental overdose of a painkiller called Loritab. Hmm. But a uh, coroner's inquest ruled uh, suicide due to a large amount of drugs in her body uh, and a history of past suicide attempts. <laughs> that's, that's lighthearted, isn't mm. it?
2: Mm. Uh, okay, uh,
1: 131114 is the number for Lifeline. If, thank uh... you
2: you want somebody to talk to uh, but not about different strokes don't just ring them up to talk no, about different strokes
1: that's, that's the lifeline
2: number yes uh,
0: Daniel E. Cooksey who uh, uh, was also in uh, different strokes as oh god I don't was he Brian or
1: was that the, the, oh, the that annoying was little Sa- kid Sam, in Sam. family ties
0: yeah he was uh, <laughs> Brian was the annoying little kid in family ties <laughs> But they both had the same hairstyle. No, that right? was Andy. Andy was the annoying little kid in, in Family Ties. Brian was the annoying little kid. <laughs> this is like in, a terrible dream. In a terrible
2: elf? dream, in which you're stuck with a man who's elf. telling you what happened to everyone from Family Ties. It's like. <laughs> There's, there's just this,
1: this like cookie cookie cutter template of, of annoying little kids with, with bowl cuts. But also, they all have the same future
2: as well, who all then go on to have bad drug deals and, and, and minor yeah, crime yeah, charges. Like what this. happened
0: with uh, your Danny from well, Different uh, Strokes? Danny Cooksey, uh, who was Sam, who was the kid who was brought in in the last couple of seasons of Different Strokes because Gary Coleman wasn't cute enough anymore. Mm hmm. Uh, has performed uh, lead vocals in a heavy metal band called Bad for Good. You know what? Christian the, heavy metal. The, the kid from uh, the
2: uh,
0: the cult ship of Eddie's father hmm. also ended up in some kind of heavy metal
2: band. So there's there's five kids playing Billy Elliot. In the current version of Billy Elliot, playing here in Melbourne, so there's five kids who they they cycle through. So from the five, we can basically have one of each each potential (laughs) child actor future, can't we? Like you know, one will one will have terrible drugs charges. One will form a heavy metal band. One will commit suicide. One will become a a night watchman who appears on uh, tonight shows making fun of himself. Yeah. And the fifth one, Um, Uh,
1: plastic surgery and skin whitening. (laughs)
2: <laughs> even though they're white, they'll be even whiter than they were before.
1: <laughs> they'll be like that that suit out of the Aha video clip.
2: <laughs> you know
0: who? Uh, you know who, who's done all right for himself. Who's that? Shavar Ross. Who's that? Played Dudley. Dudley Arnold's best friend. Oh, he
1: was a bit of a dweeb on different strokes wasn't he yeah
0: well now he's the ceo of Tri seven media inc an entertainment media company Mm -hmm. who is the pastor for a church Mm -hmm. the church was called the alive church so i don't think it was a very good church it's it's got one of those names just one of those names
2: uh for those who just tuned in we've spent the last three hours going through what happened to all the characters from different strokes
0: he was in family matters he was in chicago hope he's done heaps of stuff fresh prince of bel-air uh it's uh a rich tapestry of uh, of human existence. The what happened to different strokes? <laughs> question.
2: <laughs> well, this is what porks for. Can, can I can I mention something not different strokes related? Is that- no. no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go go ahead. Go what about Mrs. Garrett? Oh.
0: Like okay, she, after, after okay. she got through in, with it. In
2: alternate pork, is does anything warm the geeky heart more than the word webisode? Yes, there's um, some Battlestar Galactica webisodes up now, just to let you know if, like me, you hadn't noticed they were there. Ten episodes that make a kind of 30-minute self-contained really? story about Felix so- Gator. The term just leaves me cold.
1: It does it? Yeah, you maybe could, I'm not
2: geeky enough. Well, I just got excited there was new Battlestar Galactica I could watch. New Battlestar Galactica. So yes, New Battlestar Galactica. Half an hour's worth of Felix Gator with a cliffhanger every three minutes. It's great. Normally I'm perfectly geeky enough, but not geeky enough
1: to enjoy some webisodes. Well, they're all five minutes. They're,
2: like, they're more like three minutes, and there's about oh, ten of Jesus. them. Jesus, yeah. It so there's there's a cliffhanger every every, but you can download them all in one pack that someone's you know miniing over. It. I mean, yeah.
0: You can uh, watch them all at yeah, the, the sci-fi sci-fi website
2: them. sci-fi.com. Check uh out. really?
0: I got I got nothing on uh, uh Mrs. On Garrett, Charlotte Ray, who played uh, Mrs. Garrett other than uh she was fe- Effects of Life and her sister died in 1998. Oh. Uh, that's Maybe she
2: ascended when the rapture happened. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just throwing Maybe. it out
0: there. Uh now th- also uh I was interested to know what happened to Adelaide.
2: <laughs> from yeah. different
0: strokes one of the uh one of the nannies Adelaide Brubaker. She uh Ned Revolves was her name. She I, I remember her appearing in the film Moving Violations. Which uh, <laughs> I was a big fan of when I was a kid. Was she also in a police
1: academy? Uh Like there was some scene with her Sitting that
0: in was, a euro. That was old? moving violations. That was moving violations. That was moving violations. She died in January uh, 2003. Here's huh. to and friends. Huh. Uh, that's that's all I've got. On look, I'm I'm closing the thing now. I'm closing <laughs> it. I'm not looking at any more different strokes. That brings us to the I end. Can't of- stop. <laughs> <I just laughs> found Mrs. Garrett. Woo! That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 164. I want to say thanks so much to Andy Anderson, who gave us that excellent interview and really shared so much of his life and burnt a lot of ridges to speak to us. (laughs) Uh, And uh, thanks very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can find them on the web at rrr.org.au. Thanks to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors, who will have more stuff for us to give away to you very shortly. If you want to email us, as I said before, hooray at buckboxcutters dot net, or text us zero four five eight cutter. Or if you want
3: to
1: talk to us while we're uh, recording the podcast, nine three double eight one zero two seven, and uh, just ask for uh, us. <laughs> how, how do people know when we're recording the podcast? <laughs> uh, they know.
2: They just know.
1: Hey, maybe we should have a campaign. People can ring the station and ask for box cutters. Hmm. Oh, so we the can't
2: end. talk to you recording box cutters. <laughs> Stop <laughs> interrupting us we're trying to record a, a podcast. I'll your name up on the, the window here. Right. Yeah. We can mention it in passing.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast uh, and you get it through the iTunes Music Store and you've got an account with the iTunes Music Store, Jesus. which does require a <laughs> credit card. Jump through.
2: Needy, needy, needy. I,
0: I think and that s- you can get one uh, just with a gift voucher. You can get one with a gift voucher, but you, you still need to... You know, it's a huge barrier to, to entry. Yet, if you really love this show, you'll go and do it so that you can leave a review on the iTunes Music Store page for Box Cutters. It will help other people find this podcast and they can enjoy it as well. Or just go on to other people's blogs and websites and leave comments about how much you love Box Cutters. Yeah, do
2: that. That sounds, that sounds more useful. Yeah. Just don't go and tell everyone randomly how good it is. Just stop people yeah, in the yeah. street. Just
0: completely out of context, leave Box Cutters. Yeah, How's context.
2: <laughs> I don't want to see any context, people. No context at all.
0: Until next week. My name
1: is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Less croaky this week. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be
0: careful out there.